We are the number one podcast for self-empowerment, the go-to podcast for people that are tired of living as a lesser version of themselves and who are ready to make a change in their lives and those around them. If you're tired of kneecapping your growth and settling for less than you know you deserve, this is the podcast for you. We are way too spicy, and this is the Success System Podcast. Welcome back to the Success System Podcast, brought to you by Way Too Spicy and you, our supporters. On our last episode, we talked about creating space, which was our second part of our four-part series in The Art of Detachment. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about building emotional resilience and why that's important. We kind of teased it a little bit last episode, but what emotional resilience is, it's not a concept it is a new way of thinking it's a it's a way of life of changing how you see your emotional state and how you see how you handle your emotions so one of the things we talk about with emotional resilience is learning in the process of being detached is how do i build up my emotional resilience where i'm no longer being pulled by the whole world by others and i know we talked about creating space last up last week so this week let's talk about how do we actually go about building the strength that's required in that process. So I'll leave it up to you guys. How do you guys build up your emotional strength? I'll be completely honest. Let's say it. God, baby. God. Amen. I really relied heavily on my faith. Um, I know for some people, if you believe there's a higher power, a higher being, God, whatever you want to call this higher power, for me, I feel like I got a lot of my mental fortitude with my faith, right? In the sense of um, long before my self-development journey and really realizing who I am and what I wanted in life, um, I would go to church on Sundays by myself and just like to really hear the message, right? And just be surrounded in a space of prayer and people who want the same type of like mental fortitude and emotional strength, Um but, yeah, that's really how I went about it. Um, and so right now I, I currently don't go to church every Sunday because that's for another uh, conversation. But, anywho, for me, I, I really think um, a lot of things that happened in life to me, to us, happened for a reason. And I was a fond believer of that. Um, and it, is, it wasn't until I went through my self-development journey and my self-love journey is when I realized that yes everything in life happens to us for a reason but to add on to that is everything in life happens to me for a specific reason whether it is good or bad it is meant to help serve me to become the best version of myself that I need right now and in the future yeah and I agree with you on having um, a lot of faith you know I had a you know a great experience I used to go to church occasionally I wouldn't even say a lot to be honest but I was still a believer <laughs> of course a believer and <laughs> and going and, and then go <laughs> and going through the journey right like i think we talked about one of the things that i've learned about the church which was it wasn't for me right when i say going when i'm saying spiritual faith of building my own emotional resilience i took time to look inward and to look at other texts not just uh the religion i grew up in which was catholicism and one christianity right i looked at everybody and then what I did was take the ones that take the lessons that apply to me in my life right now, knowing that I'm not 
it's not my goal to live up to a standard of somebody else. My goal is to live up to the standard I set for myself. And so with doing that, that helped build my emotional resilience um, and emotional strength. And not only that, it's just putting myself more outside of my comfort zone, right? Like just putting things, putting my place, myself in places where that made me com- un- uncomfortable, right? Because when you're uncomfortable, your emotions start to go all around. It's like, oh my God, starting mm-hmm. to get the A word, anxiety, right? But now, you know, Guys, seven habits, I believe it was seven habits where it talks about the chemicals that come from anxiety and excitement are the same chemicals. So only difference, the only difference in whether you're having anxiety or excitement is how you label the environment, the situation. And so one of the things like we talked about that self-talk from our last episode is I started calling it excitement, not anxiety, right? So now that I can see in a new lens, I can act accordingly in that new lens. And that also helped me build my emotional resilience because every single time I reframed um, conversations, situations, that helped me know that the only reason I was having these internal conflicts, internal battles, um, you know, being pulled by the whole, whole world is the way that I talked to myself, the way that I, you know, was interacting, interpret, interpreting uh, everything around me. And that really helped me a lot. You know, going through God helped me find that out, that information, because I got on my knees, guys. I'm not going to hold you. Pause. But <laughs> I got on my <laughs> knees and I looked up to the skies like, God, I don't know what's the right thing. I don't know what's the right way, but please, you know, I'm ready. Show me whatever it is. Because the way I was before, ugh, I hated it. I, and I, I, we talk about this a lot. It's like I didn't like the life of the person, the, the individual that was before. And, and now going through that experience, I have learned to build emotional strength, resilience, and help myself mentally um, build more mental fortitude. Yeah, I love how you really touched upon like the power of the tongue, right? In the sense of you have the ability to speak these things into existence, right? Just like that, that simple switch of switching things from being nervous to excitement from being anxious to excited right um like in the sense of you said your cortisol levels pretty Mm -hmm. much rise when you are in a moment of stress but also rise when you are in excitement and so just really being mindful of the things that you say to yourself the words that you put out into the universe um it reminds me of this quote from les brown well not a quote but one of his speeches he was saying that you know instead of saying you're having a bad day stop saying you're having a bad day because you're going to continue to manifest that bad day over your life right Mm -hmm. instead of saying you're having a bad day you should say i'm having a character building day right life is giving me these tests and trials to help build me to become the best person of my the best version of myself this is all meant for a greater purpose yeah no, I agree with you wholeheartedly because one of the lessons I've learned, you know, it took me forever to kind of accept these because as I learned through living and experience is that, you know, there's nothing really such thing as good and bad because good and bad are subjective to the individual. So we all have our definitions of what good and bad is. Mm-hmm. It's understanding is like I'm now going to take charge of what I consider good and bad and not let any outside influence really determine that for myself. And I think we talked about it before about role theory um, on this, on the podcast, but role theory, you know, just a reminder uh, is that, you know, you, your sense of identity, your beliefs, who you are comes from, you know, your experiences, your schools, your parents, your aunts, your, your friends, and everything that they told you about yourself, all those things have influenced you in some shape or form to make the identity that that is you today. And, you know, that identity is based off of, oh, I'm my mother's son, I'm my father's son or daughter, you know, whatever it is. And you move throughout the world based on the identity that you have of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so understanding that I had to 
go back and create space, right? Like I told you, like we talked about in our last episode, I had to learn to let go of these identities that I thought were mine and I had to keep because honestly, they weren't serving me. I didn't like them. Um, I didn't like the dynamic between my my family members and myself or my friends and myself, right? And so I had to go and actually change all of that. And, and you know, that took building up emotional strength because this was uncomfortable process the whole time, right? It's like, I'm changing my identity. I'm changing who I am in a sense and helping myself become the best version of, of myself, like Coach Terry J uh, said herself. Yeah. And I think also for you, right? And I think for me, I can speak on that is when I stood that journey, right? Something similar to you is like, I really had to learn how to romanticize that process mm-hmm. because, right? And we talk about that on a previous episode, guys, romanticizing the process of progress. Um, but in the sense of like, when you are going through these things and, you know, in the moment, it, it's tough. It's challenging, right? You have people who are asking, like, why are you doing this? What would, why are you changing, right? Mm-hmm. You are the way I see you, how I've seen you for all these years, right? The box I've placed you in, you're no longer fitting in that realm anymore. Yeah. What's going on? And so I think in the process of building your emotional resilience, you have to romanticize the process and really reaffirm yourself that I'm doing this for a bigger reason. Yeah. Like, know that as you start to change, um, that like you said the box that people put you in the identity that they had for you is starting to change also and a lot of people that they can't it makes them uncomfortable themselves because they're seeing you change that means they're assuming in their own self that they have to change and they don't have to do anything they can continue doing their life and whatnot but you if you chose to change if you chose to grow this is the process it's just what it is right and that's the most important what about you coach dt what was your process like um, in the sense of when you try to build emotional resilience or have you always had emotional resilience? Definitely didn't always have emotional resilience. Um, I think I was someone who lived a large majority of my life very emotionally triggered. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think I had the opposite of emotional resilience. I was very much so the car wash guy who's always just like in the wind like that that was literally yeah that was literally me whenever it came to like emotions (laughs) in the room Mm -hmm. um i think for me a big part of my emotional resilience really just came from really just hitting rock bottom right it's like i hit the point where i didn't want to be here right it's like i i know what it's like to get to the point where it's so dark that the light's impossible yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, where it's like, I'll never forget the day where I was like, put a knife to my chest, and I'm like, this is it, right? And like, really, like, gut check time, and I just couldn't do it, right? And I felt like that was such a impactful moment because I think it was really in that moment that I subconsciously learned that I'm greater than my emotions. But in the moment, of course, you know that's not how you rationalize. You're just like, oh, well, well I guess today's not the day, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you move on. But I think a big part of it is really just post my car accident. I really just gave myself a clean slate, right? And it's like I no longer, I no longer attached my concepts of good or bad to things that I was doing. I was just living my life, right? I was living my life, and I was letting my actions then create my labels after the fact. I think a big part of that was what I considered back then full detachment, which was really just complete isolation in terms of I'm going to live for me, myself, and I, irregardless of how anybody feels or irregardless of who gets hurt in the process. Mm -hmm. I think I learned a lot about myself, a lot of things that I learned to love about myself, a lot of things that I learned not to like about myself. But I think at the end of the day, it was really through literally going through the fire 
that I was able to really cultivate that emotional resilience that I have today. Yeah. And I found that interesting, right? Because you said you went the complete extreme where you became completely detached. And guys, you can get there. Wouldn't recommend it. It's dangerous. It's da- yeah, yeah, that's really what it is. It's dangerous. It's very hard to come back. Yeah, and I think it's important to know that is that in this process, you're walking a fine line of learning to be detached, but also learning to still connect with individuals. Because mm-hmm. when you go to that far line of being detached, it's harder to connect with people. When you're going that far line of being connected, it's harder to be detached for them. But it's finding that right balance for the two, more importantly. That's, that's really what it is. But a lot of people, I, what I found is that most people have a problem with being detached more yeah. than actually con- the, the opposite of the connection right and that's why we're talking about the art of detachment is that we have to learn to detach first learn to love ourselves first learn to accept ourselves first and then we can reconnect with the world and the people around us because now we are walking our own truth whatever that may be for you oh yeah and it's definitely a hard thing to do because i feel like as someone who was fully detached i didn't I didn't personally feel like I struggled connecting with other people, but I feel like other people struggled connecting with me, mm. right? Where it's like, even now, like I'm, I'm a very stoic individual, right? It's like, if you don't catch me at a great time, you might not even think I ever smile in life, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a very much so nonchalant individual, yeah. and I know that bothers yeah. a lot of people. Oh, yeah, it does. Right? So I'm <laughs> For like, sure. yo, what's wrong with this guy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he doesn't like, react. Yeah, he, he doesn't like me. Like, yo, we, we got beef. And it's like, no, there really is no beef. So like, I just... I spent so much time learning how to be unemotionally triggered by things that I am still in the process of learning how to allow my emotions to impact experiences that they wouldn't normally impact. It's kind of like instead of having to be intentional with taking an extra step out of the frame, I'm having to be intentional with taking an extra step into the frame. Very weird way to live, guys. Don't recommend it. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's journey is different. Yeah, yeah. Right. But what about you, Coach? Where was your, what would you say was your uh, problem? Was it being detached or being too connected? Right. I think we talked about it a little bit in the article. Yeah, I talked, yeah, I talked about that in the last episode a little bit. Um, for me, I think it was being too much attached, right? Yeah. For me, I, I always wanted to be connected to people, I always wanted to be involved and in the mix, right? Yeah. It's like, like, that's not always healthy guys. Like you don't need to always be attached to other people and be in the mix and know what's going on and always be invited. Right. Like FOMO was real. Um, and so for me, learning to detach was hard. Right. Cause there was a part of me that really equated my self worth to who I was connected to mm-hmm. and how well I was connected. And I had to learn that, Girl, you are enough just the way you are. You don't need anybody else to validate or affirm you. And so for me, um, the detachment, it was hard. It was hard. I really had to cultivate some emotional resilience and really, like, speak to myself in such a positive manner, right? Um, When I would have, like, these, like, intrusive thoughts, you know, I would just call them out, right? Like, like legit call them out. Just be like, say it out loud. Like, why are we thinking like this? Why are we saying this? This is not true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I had to interrupt that self-talk and really, um, build that positive self-talk in my head. Um, and kind of give the audience a little insight, right? We done the work where we realized the need to connect, you know, for my, I I think I'm in the same spot we were, but the need to connect came from our parents keeping us all in lockdown when we were kids. Like they wouldn't let us outside the house because they thought people were going to kidnap us in our own backyards. I know it's crazy, but 
you know, and you know, Halloween guys didn't happen. They're gonna poison us. <laughs> okay, Halloween, the lights are off. <laughs> exactly. This is a devil's Ex- holiday. Exactly. And so, right, being locked up for most of our lives, you know, especially when you go off to college, it's like, oh, sh- I got all this freedom. Y'all, nobody's wa- nobody's calling me. Like, where are you? Yeah. Are you home? Right. You didn't have now that now it's like, oh, I want to be you're trying to overcompensate because you've been so detached. Yeah. Not, not detached, but like having had the opportunity to connect with people in a way that you would want because you're it was kind of like a taboo thing. It was we couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And now that you have the opportunity to do it, you're like, OK, I want to go buck wild and connect with ex- all these people exactly. and network and make friends exactly. and da, 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 da. And it's just like, guys, it's about quality, not quantity. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Learning that, so like you yeah. said, being too connected is uh, an issue in and of itself. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Like I know for myself, I'm someone who went from not being involved very much, and then undergrad, I was involved in everything. Yeah, right. So point where I just felt like I was constantly running from one place to another place, and I was always missing on something else on top of that. Right. I think that it's something that's very easy to get lost in. I think a lot of people, even postgraduate, in just like the day-to-day rat race they live that life right where it's like you're at work but you have all these other responsibilities and you're always running to to one place from another place and before you rise it you've never actually been present yeah mm-hmm. right it's like you're here but you're always thinking about something that you're supposed to be doing or <laughs> yeah. somewhere where you're not currently at yeah and it's taken away from your actual experience in the moment wholeheartedly yeah co-sign that for sure right so i think a I think a beneficial thing for anyone who's listening right now is really just... We want to take a moment to thank you, our supporters, for your continued support. Your support helps us keep creating valuable content and serving our audience. If you believe in our mission and would like to contribute to our cause, please consider making a donation. Your contribution will go a long way in helping us continue to produce high-quality content and to reach more people with our message. Every donation counts, no matter how small. It's your support that allows us to keep creating high quality content that inspires and motivates people to succeed. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support us, please consider donating at least $1. That's less than the cost of your daily cup of coffee or your daily commute, but it can make a huge difference in helping us to keep the podcast going. To donate, simply click on the link at the bottom of this episode's description. Thank you for your generosity and support. Remember, we're always looking for feedback and suggestions from you, our audience. If there's a topic you would like us to cover or a guest you would like us to interview, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. I think a beneficial thing for anyone who's listening right now is really just learning to be where your feet are. Right? I know for myself, it took me a long time to really wrap my head around that idea because I'm like, well, obviously I am where my feet are. It's not like I can detach my feet and go to separate places, but really just like, understanding that where your feet are does not matter if your head is not also where your feet is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I was like, I'm great in person. You catch me in person. We're going to have a blast mm-hmm. through text. I am horrible. You'll think I don't like you at all because <laughs> I'm not going to respond because yeah. I'm, I'm so intentional with being where my feet are all of the time because I wholeheartedly believe that everyone who you're meeting at any moment in time deserves the fullest 100%. version of yourself because yeah. that's the only way you're going to get the fullest version of them. Yep. And like we said in the last episode, everything happens for a reason, right? I'm a big believer in everyone you meet, you're either destined to teach them something or you're destined to learn something from them, which in turn teaches you how to be a better student. Yeah. Right. But in order to do that, you have to be fully present where you are. Yeah. And that's something that definitely takes some time to cultivate, but I definitely recommend start working on it now because it's definitely worth it. 
Yeah. Yes, sir. And even to add on to that, right? Because like I said earlier, it's all about quality over quantity. But in order for you to cultivate those strong connections and really meeting people who are meant to be in your life, you have to be present in those conversations, present in the moment with those people, right? Physically, mentally, and emotionally. Because yeah. that's really how you connect yeah. with other people. Yeah, because if we're being honest, guys... When we're having conversations, I know y'all checking out. <laughs> some of us, not all of us, but some people do just check out mentally. But uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? That's crazy. That That's happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can just say, "Yo, I'm not in an emotional space yeah. right now for this conversation." Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, you know what? You got it. Appreciate you on that. See you later, bro. Yeah. You have a great day. But. But it's all about finding that fine that fine balance between connection and detachment. Yes. Right? Yes. Don't be so detached that you don't want to connect with people, but don't be desiring connection so bad that you're afraid of detaching yourself from people. Yeah, because I think that the important of the detachment is that means when you're detached, you're also by yourself. And if you can't be by yourself, that is a problem. Right? Yeah. More importantly, you have to learn to be with yourself 24-7 all the time because you only got yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. But on that note, leave it to Coach DT to wrap things up again <laughs> on this episode of Way Too Spicy. As always, guys, if you enjoy this episode, please reach out. We'd love to connect. We'd love to talk. We'd love to hear your story and also continue to share our stories. You can reach out to us on the podcast page at the Success System Podcast, or you can reach out to us on our new TikTok page at the SS Podcast. Or you can connect with us individually. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at I am Coach DT. That is D as in Dave, T as in Thomas. You can find me on IG, Coach Amadeus, A M A D E U S. And you can find me, the first lady of Way Too Spicy, on Instagram at I am Sherry J. That is S H E R R I J. And as always, this is the Success System Podcast. We are Way Too Spicy, and we will see you next time. Peace. Bada bang. Love. Blessings. Did you get that? <laughs>